Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, we continue our servant leadership series as I talk with Dr. Eric Russell about empathy and servant leadership. Dr. Eric Russell, welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. Uh, it's great to be back with you again. We were meeting every week over the summer for our servant leadership series. And then as we got into the beginning of the academic year and things got busy, you know, we, we uh, started to stagger these out a little bit further. Um, so it's probably been about a month since the last one that we did. But I'm, I'm grateful, you know, to have the chance to sit down with you again and continue to explore different aspects and facets of servant leadership and how important that is within organizations. We were discussing before um, hitting record in our pre-interview that today we wanted to focus on empathy and servant leadership. And we were just talking about how important that is uh, during this current context that we happen to be in. Uh, before we launch into our conversation, though, uh, I thought I would just do a really quick uh, introduction for anyone who may not have caught uh, previous episodes in our Servant Leadership series. Dr. Eric Russell is an HCI research associate, and he's an associate professor of emergency services at Utah Valley University. Um, I think you've been on, what, like a dozen episodes or so uh, of the podcast at this point, uh, yeah, perhaps more. Maybe yeah. Even- and, uh, and we've had some really good conversations. So I would encourage uh, anyone who's listening to this episode to go back, uh, look through the back catalog, find some of our other ser- servant leadership episodes. Uh, and if you go to innovativehumancapital.com, uh, our main website, and go to the podcast tab, you'll also see that at the top, um, there's a link to go into all the podcast episodes by topic or theme. So if you want to just have a quick way to go back in and find all of the servant leadership episodes that we've done up to this point, um, you can go right there, pulls it right up, super quick and easy, uh, and then you can listen away and and hopefully uh, get some good insights on how to be a more effective servant leader uh, within your organizations. So Eric, welcome back. Um, always a pleasure, my friend. Um, today we're going to be talking about empathy. Let's start by exploring empathy in and of itself, what it is, why it's important, and then we can connect it back to servant leadership and hopefully provide some takeaways for listeners on what they can start to do to develop more servant leader empathy um, with their people. Yeah, for the people. Um, Whenever I give a talk about empathy, I always start uh, with the difference between empathy and and sympathy. what people don't understand is, is, you know, when you're talking about sympathy, sympathy is hierarchical. So 
that you're almost looking down on somebody. You're almost like, you know, above them. But with empathy, what it is, is, is it just allows you in that moment to just come down to where somebody is in that moment and be there with them in their pain or whatever it is that they need and to get them better. So we know that, and we've discussed it before, that one of the things when it comes to um, uh, empathy is humility. It's your, it's, your it's your ability to be humble, you know, to take off your C-suite role, to take off your leadership role, to take off that brass from your collar and to just be there with that individual in that moment where they're at and to get them where they need to be you know that that that's empathy um, yeah and, and i was just going to say you know as you were talking about kind of this hierarchy perspective to sympathy there definitely can be a component of condescension or pity right mm, that that's oh, good word that pity sometimes word. enters in and so and, and you, most people don't want that they don't want someone to pity them. They don't no. want someone to look down on them. They don't want condescension, um, you know, because there's inherent judgment connected to each of those words, right? And, you know, now I, I do believe someone can have true, genuine sympathy for somebody without passing judgment on them, you know, or, or whatever. But, but what you're describing in terms of the distinction between sympathy and empathy, when, when you're truly empathic towards another individual um you you just have the ability to sit with and be with them right there there's like no agenda there's nothing else going on it's it's just being there um to to be with them to support uh and listen and and that humility means also that you don't necessarily you don't think that you like have the answer you're, you're not going to fix them right you're just right. you're just going to be with them and and the the act of just sitting next to them, listening to them, um, showing compassion towards them in that moment, you know, that's that's what I think makes empathy so powerful. Um, and because you, you you can relate, and you don't need you don't need to try to define it. You don't need to try to label it. You just are there with them. Yeah, it's having a heart. I mean, that, that's really that's really what it comes down to. I would tell my you know we would. I've dealt with a lot of death and destruction in my world. And um, I would tell my, my people, listen, there are times that you know damn well that you cannot save somebody. You just can't. You're not going to bring them back. Um, and they're, gonna, they're in the dying process and it, what, it's what it is. And so then it comes to, and I even use this with my own family members that have passed that we've had to help them through hospice and stuff like that. And it's about dignity, comfort, and respect. Um, and it's something as simple as holding somebody's hand and telling them that it's all right. It's letting you have to, in order to be empathetic, you have to let down your armor. And for responders and military, it's very difficult to sometimes do that because we also know that our armor is our protective mechanism. And just being there with somebody in that moment. Um, and comforting them. Empathy is huge. You know, I had, I had, as an officer, I had one of my people come into my office and they were diagnosed with cancer. You know, and they didn't, they didn't want, they didn't want me to rattle off 
hey, these are the things that we can do for you, da, 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 da. In that moment, they just wanted me to be their brother, you know, and to sit with them and listen to them and, and talk. And I've had that happen multiple times too with either uh, family members or of, of my people or, or they themselves that were just impacted, divorces, you name it, where they just, they just needed to come in and in that moment just be human, not be whatever it is. And that's what empathy really is, is it allows you to, to just be kind w- without, without pity. Um, and the funny thing is, is from a leadership standpoint, is if people, and being empathetic doesn't mean that you're weak either at all. It has nothing to do with weakness or being a doormat or anything like that. But it allows your people in. And what happens is, is in that, you actually gain trust from your people, you know, because your people now realize that you are a listener, you are humble enough for them to come, to come in and, 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 and talk to you and you're empathetic with them. And you actually, ironically, it's completely selfish to be empathetic to other people because you end up gaining power, you know, as a gift. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly you get you get power that people freely give to you you're mm. not taking it from them nope. <laughs> you're you're not asserting yourself over them it's the opposite it's it's people naturally looking towards you because you've developed trust you've developed a relationship um and and they know that you're someone worthy of their attention and and uh allowing you to to uh lead out uh, to, to help give direction to them. Right. And so I, I, I agree. I think empathy, um, it, it is ironic. There are so many ironies, I think in leadership and, and just in living the good life. When you give, when you give up power, when you give up judgment, when you, when you put others first, ironically, most of the time that actually means that you will get ahead. Like it, it's better for you. Uh, and, and in terms of leadership, you will be a, a more powerful leader because you'll not only have position power um, that comes from your role in the hierarchy, but you'll have interpersonal power. You'll, you'll have the trust and the commitment from your people um, to drive much greater success than you would otherwise have. And it just comes through the simple act of, you know, being with somebody. And that's, you know, one of the things I think that it's great about empathy is, you know, I, I, I reflect back on, points in my life where I, I feel like I've actually done a pretty decent job of showing empathy. And I contrast that with times where I haven't done such a great job. And in those times where I think I've done a really good job, I remember feeling pressure because I'm like, what am I going to do to help this person? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was nervous about it. Like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help. And because of me feeling a little bit lost and not knowing what to do, but knowing they needed to know that I was there to support them. I literally had no agenda. I had, I had no idea what I could even make as an agenda. And so I just showed up to be with them and that's exactly what they needed. And those are the times where I think I have been able to show the the greatest empathy and that's really helped impact people in contrasting that other times, even when I had really good intentions where I'm, you know, I see a problem, I see someone hurting and I, I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go be with them. I'm going to help them. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I have a a list of ways I can help this person. I'm going to, you know, whether I tell myself I'm going to try to just sit and be with them, I still got this stuff going on in my head about what I'm going to try to do to 
solve their problem, right? And inevitably, I just, that ends up not being as good of, or as effective as an interaction because people can sense that, right? Um, so I'm, I'm not sure what the, what I'm trying to get at exactly, what the, what the answer is on how to show more empathy, but it does come back to humility. It comes back to just having no agenda, not trying to fix people's problems, um, just being with them and helping them to know that you genuinely care about them. And when you do that, you're going to build so much um, trust and commitment from your people. They're going to look to you. They're going to be willing to speak up. They're going to be willing to push the envelope because they know you're someone who gets it. Uh, for me, that's what it really comes down to. the thing is, when somebody is in a position of pain, especially where they do need you to be empathetic to whatever the situation is, like, pick it. If all, you, if all you're doing is thinking about the way that you know how to fix it, then you're really not listening to them. And at that point, you then become hierarchical again. And regard, regardless of whatever your intentions are, right? Absolutely. Even the purest of intentions, you know, the purest, there was this hilarious YouTube that had a woman on it and she had a nail in her forehead and she's just like, I had this. And the guy's just like, there's a nail in your forehead. And she's just like, you're not listening to me. And it's just, it was so funny, but it was such a great analogy to listening and humility and empathy is Sometimes people, because here's, here's the beauty of our language and talking. I don't know if you're this way, but I'm this way. I talk through problems. So yeah, I'm not talking I about totally problems did. that are under the pressures of time and consequence. I'm talking about problems that, that, that there needs to be a solution. What are we going to do? Da, 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 da. And I spend a lot of time dialoguing on it. Sometimes people, I'll drive my wife nuts because I will continuously talk about something because it's the way that I will work through it. We, we, have that, we have that in common, and it sounds like our wives have some similarities too, because I think mm -hmm. I drove my wife nuts. <laughs> yeah, so you, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. You, you actually, you talk through these things. Well, in that moment where somebody needs your empathy, they need, they need you, not you as an advisor, not you as a leader, they just need you. And sometimes it's something as simple as listening. And, and being empathetic to somebody opens that up. And a lot of times you find, we know this in psychoanalysis, and I'm not a psychologist. There was a bunch in my program that I got to read about, but I'm still not a psychologist and never claimed to be. But a lot of people can work through their own problems. They just need somebody to help them guide the river. You know, and that's where the listening comes in. You know, and that's where the empathy is, is sometimes they just need somebody to be with them as they do it. You think of, you know, you think of somebody that just needs their hand held for a moment in order to get through whatever it is. And when you can be empathetic with, with that individual, you can be, you can just be a powerful human being, you know? Yeah. So we've been talking around the connection between empathy and leadership. Let's, let's uh, take a little bit of time now to be a little bit more explicit 
about the direct connection to servant leadership. Why is empathy a core principle? Why is it something we're focusing on in this episode? Uh, and then what, what can anyone listening do to start fostering kind of a more empathetic approach to interacting with their people? That's a good question. So the, the way, the way empathy were in order to be a servant leader, you have to be accessible to individuals and you have to be a healer, healer to self, healer to others. Well, the only way that you, you can be accessible is you have to be empathetic to people in their time of need. Time of need, it could be anything. And so when you're in charge of an organization, you have to be aware that the people are the system, but the people come in with whatever baggage it is that they come in with. You know, it doesn't stay at the door. If they're going through a divorce, if they have a sick child, um, if, they, if they just got, you know, a medical diagnosis, if a parent got sick, you know, the apocalypse freaking happens the way it does now. And it's like, well, you have to choose between childcare and having a job, you know? This being empathetic as a leader means that you are willing to just put yourself in your people's shoes in that moment and try to see the world as best you can because we know that it's impossible to do it completely, but just see the world through their lens. What is it that they're going through and how are they navigating? And then spend a moment reflecting to yourself, how would I navigate this? How would I feel? If I just got hit with the plague, my dad lives in a different state, I can't get to him, he has early stages dementia, I have a young, I have a young child that needs homeschooling because the schools are closed, but yet there's no childcare. As a leader, you have to, and you might not have solutions to it either. And that's the other thing. You might not have a solution to all of the problems. But because you can reflect in that moment and go, how would I feel when I'm in this situation? That allows you to approach your people with more humility and more of that moral love that we talked about. That's how it ties into servant leadership. And the biggest way that you reflect on empathy, that you work on empathy, is reflection. It's, reflection, it's reflection of yourself and it's asking yourself in that moment, how would I want to be treated if I was this individual that's standing in front of me? How would I want to be treated? And, being and I, I, I would suggest, you. you know, what you're saying is the golden rule. And, and I think that's really important, right? If we can keep that in mind, um, that, that can solve a lot of problems in terms of how we interact with people. Um, but sometimes there's a disconnect between kind of what we would hope to see and experience versus what other people might prefer. And so I'm sure you've heard of the platinum rule. Um, you know, instead of doing it unto others as you would have them do unto you, you do unto others as they would have you do unto them, right? Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> and that requires you to know them. Um, mm -hmm. that, requ that requires you uh, to not project yourself onto them. And that's really hard to do because that's, right. just, that's just our natural tendency. Very. That, and, okay, so now you go back to what we've discussed before, which is humility. You know, sometimes the solution for, for one is not the solution for the other. You know, we do this 
we like to simplify things. We simplify things in education. We simplify things in medicine. It's always this one. It's always one solution. It's always a drug, not a diet or an exercise or a lifestyle change. It's always, you know, a standardized test, not an option to write or do some kind of creative work or whatever it is. We always, because time is of the essence and it's ticking away on all of us. So we always want to just streamline things, make it simple. Here it is. Problem A, solution B. That's it. And the, the difference between the golden rule and the platinum rule is absolutely true, but that only comes from being a leader that knows your people. Like I, I've had people work for me on the same team that I had to treat them completely different. Not that I didn't hold them to the same standards, but the way that I would approach them was completely different. Because if I approached one this way versus the other one, they would really take it personal where the other one was more like me, where they want you to be absolutely direct in your face. This is exactly what I expect. Da, 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 and then let it go. So that's, that really comes. The reason that all of this ties back into servant leadership is because it comes from knowing people. It, because it comes from, it comes from knowing your people, understanding your people and being in their world and not in your ivory tower. So, and so that, that's really where it comes from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what would you say to the critics who are listening, you know, if anyone's listening to this and you're like, eh, that sounds nice, but in reality, you know, the, the world is a harsher place and, and you're just going to end up being a doormat. People are going to walk all over you. Um, we need leaders to be strong and bold and whatnot. Like, how would you respond to that kind of a potential critique? Um, it's a, it's a fictional, it's a fictional narrative that people have been telling themselves that we know isn't real. So the, the idea of the great man theory, the, you know, somebody who looks like John Wayne and stands six, five, and, you know, is going to be this individual that will lead everybody and they're gruff and tumble and all this stuff. It's complete BS, you know, in that reflection that I talk about, you're going to be there one day. You will be the individual on that other side. It's guaranteed. Life is just not this trajectory that goes straight up. There's a down. There's tragedies that happen. And if you don't understand that you're going to be in that place one day, then you don't get it. And another thing is the people who are still buying into this great man theory of you have to be strong and stoic and all of this stuff. We know it's not true. We know that special operations and law enforcement and fire and rescue and all of these, what you would consider these alpha, these alpha career fields are adopting this style of leadership. And it's because the other way doesn't work. It leaves you that lone warrior out on the plane that you're by yourself if you want to be that individual. But being empathetic to somebody doesn't mean that you can't be strong. Being humble doesn't mean that you're not strong. All it is is it's putting who you are in the context and allowing your people to come to you. And so when you understand that and you finally abandon that great man theory and, and you adopt the servant leadership philosophy, you gain more power because your people come to you. You're, you're, because your people know you're there for them. And you gain this legitimate power and authority, the ability to persuade, to get your ideas forward, and for people to run with your vision. And all of those things go back to empathy, 
humility, listening, and healing. Yep, yep. Well said. Um, and, and I would just add to that, you know, any anyone who's listening who might think this sounds nice, but it's just kind of warm, fuzzies, fluffy stuff. Uh, it's not what it really takes to get things done in, in the rough and tumble world. I would just invite you, you know, like Eric said, spend some more time reflecting, reflect on yourself, reflect on those times where you've had more persuasive power, the ability to gain, garner the commitment and the buy-in from your people versus times you haven't. Look to examples of other leaders um, that have been as successful or have not been. And I suspect that if you really critically examine that and you, and you reflect on that, that you'll start to see some themes. Uh, and whether whether the leaders that you know you found to be successful were explicitly servant leaders that define themselves that way or not, uh, chances are they exhibited many of these attributes that we've been discussing as we've gone through um, the servant leadership series. So I encourage everyone to think about it and and look for ways that you can start that process and applying it and creating a, a better, more dynamic environment for your people. Well, thanks everyone again for tuning in and for listening. Uh, I hope everyone stays healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope you all have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.